I want to speak to you this morning on the subject of change. I want to speak to you on the subject of change. Change begins with the renewing of your mind. Change is a process. It is not a one-time event. Change simply means to alter. It means to shift. Or it means to make different. How many of you ever changed your living room around? Or changed your family room around? You know, from time to time, God enables me to buy a new suit. Normally, I get a suit online at a very, very strongly discounted price. But when the suit comes, the pants, they need tailoring. Usually the kind of suits I order, the coat fits just fine, but the suit needs some cuffs or needs something. And so I go to the tailor. And what the tailor does is the tailor makes alterations. He makes it just right for me to fit my physical body. Well, this morning I want to take you to the Holy Ghost alteration shop. (laughs) Anybody ever needed a little changing? I'll raise both my hands. Anybody ever need some alterations? Well, we all do. Amen. And so in order then for change to take place around you, and we all like to see changes around us, it must first begin in us and with us. So change begins by the renewing of your mind. Now, I absolutely enjoy the results of change, but I don't necessarily like the process. Anybody here? We all like what change can bring, but we're not so crazy about the process that takes place as a result of being directed to change things in our lives. All right? So it can be a difficult process, but... It is necessary. It is so important. And change, by the way, is extremely possible for you. Say that with me. I can change by the grace of God. And there is no thing impossible to Him. And I am a believer. Therefore, I declare all things are possible for me for I am a believer so get it out of your mind you know get all these you know ritualistic new year's resolutions out of your mind you don't have to wait till the calendar hits January 1st to make a change you can decide right here on December 27th by the grace of God I purpose in my heart to change Now, I'm not going to meddle with you on what might might need to take place in your life. Amen? Because you already know. Just like I know the changes that God is directing me to make. So we're not here to meddle with you. We're not here to mess with you. We're here to help you. Amen? And there's help from the head of the church. So look at Romans chapter 12. And notice with me verses 1 and 2. Romans the 12th chapter. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. It's by the mercies of God that we can do these things. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, 
acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or which is your responsibility. One, one person said that it, reasonable service means your worship to him. Have you ever thought about it? Presenting your body to him on a daily basis and saying, Lord, I am not my own. I belong to you. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. I am yours to command. I am your child. Have you ever thought about it that that's a form of worship? It absolutely is. Now, when you got born again, the Lord did something in your spirit. You became a brand new creation that never existed before down on the inside. But even though you were born again down here, you still had the same body. I mean, if you had a pug nose before you were born again, you got a pug nose now. You know, if your hair was brown before you got born again, your hair is brown today, unless you dyed it. So, God has given you and I the responsibility to do something with our bodies. Amen. Now, your body will want to do some of the same things that it did before you were born again. That's why he tells us to crucify the flesh. That's why he tells us to do something with our body. Now notice verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed or changed. Now the mere fact that he tells us not to be conformed to this world tells us that this world has a current to it. And the current in this world will try to pull you into the confirmation to the things and to the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world is not a good thing to follow. The spirit of this age is not a good thing to be pulled into. Now it's easy to get pulled into if you are of a carnal mind. If your mind is unrenewed, even though you're a Christian, you may not even know the difference between the pull of the world and the pull of the Holy Spirit. And so the mere fact that he tells us not to be conformed to this world tells us that the world will try to conform us. And so we must be watchful and very aware and alive in our minds to know that it is the thief that would like to pull us off God's path for our lives. Everyone say, be not conformed conformed. to this world. And then he goes on to say, but be transformed. Be metamorpho. Undergo a complete change. Just like, the butterf- uh, just like the caterpillar becomes the butterfly and undergoes a complete transformation, when you get born again, I'm telling you, there's someone on the inside. Hallelujah. And he's working in your life. Because he wants to show up on the outside and cause the landscape of your life to be different next year than it was this year. Hallelujah. I got someone on the inside. You got someone on the inside. He's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Woo! I got the Holy Ghost on the inside, and he's working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. I got the Word of God on the inside. 
Ooh, glory. Be not conformed. Be not conformed. Not being conformed begins with the decision of your will. I choose not to conform to that. Well, how will I know what to conform to and what not to conform to? You've got to get your mind renewed. So you can know what the Word says and what the world says. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed or changed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Every time I read that, I think of my good friend Tony Cook. He says, we are not to be transformed by the removal of our mind, but by the renewing of our mind. You know, sometimes you wonder if that person is yielding to the mind of Christ or not. But we're not going to talk about that. That you may prove. That you may prove. What is that good and acceptable? And what? There's a good, there's an acceptable, and there is a perfect will that your good, good father has for you. Now, I saw this earlier, but a person will never enter into the perfect will of God unless their mind is renewed with the word of God. How can you know what the perfect will of God is unless you are in tune with the will of God? Or unless you are in tune with the Word of God. The more in tune you are with the Word of God, and the more that you have a mindset on the Word, and the more you are fixed upon Him, the easier it will be for you to be directed by Him. You see, I've discovered this, that God for us in our lives has several steps. And these steps of a good man... They are to be ordered by the Lord or by the commander-in-chief. Amen? And so the more that we meditate in His Word, the more we let His will dwell in us richly, the easier it will be for us to walk into and step into the perfect will of God. Say it with me. Thy will be done. Your perfect will be done. In my life, in the name of Jesus, be not conformed. Be not conformed. See, if your if your thinking was already okay, your mind wouldn't need to be renewed. I, I got to thinking about this facility here, this building here, and I, I got to thinking about how many churches, places we've had since Brandon and I have pastored here and since 1982. We've had three major buildings since 1982. We're in our 34th year here at Heart of the Bay, by God's grace. I'm looking forward to another 30. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know that you are, but I am. All right. But anyway, the first place that we were at, we were over in the San Leandro Manor for a period of time, but we went over to Marina High School in 1984. How many of you are with us over at Marina High School? Praise the Lord. Good days. Awesome days. We were there from 84 to 89. And then in 1990, we moved to our building over there on Royal Avenue from 1990 to 2007. How many of you are with us over on Royal Ave? Good days, awesome days, wonderful days. And by the way, I went down memory lane a few months ago, and I went over there to Royal Avenue because I understand there's a church over there. 
that building, listen, that building that many of you helped to build, that building that many of you paid for to be built, amen, is still being used for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that just thrills me. I walked in there, and I'm telling you, that building looks good. The grounds look good. The good news is going forth. But then, in 2007, we moved into this place. But as you know, moving in here was a process. Some of you may not know it, but this building here was a six-screen movie theater from the 70s right up until about 2002. It was a movie theater. And I can remember walking in here for the first time. It was a real mess. Yes. Pastor Tom remembers. Pastor, How many of you remember how messy this place was? I mean, it was, I mean, kind of like your mind was before you got born again. <laughs> Just keep looking straight ahead. I mean, it was a mess. I mean, this whole place, literally, except for the outside shell of this building, this whole building was completely renovated. I mean, the floors were torn up. The, the chairs were stripped out. The walls were removed. There was an absolute tearing down, complete renovation and restoration of this building. And that's what needs to happen in our minds. There needs to be some things torn out. There need to be some things uprooted. There needs to be some things pulled down. There needs to be an absolute renovation and restoration with our minds. You see, the scripture says that the law of the Lord or the word of God, it is perfect. And this word will convert your soul. This word will change the way that you think. And if there are things in your mind that don't line up with his mind and his word, they must be cast down. They must be pulled down. They must be demolished. They must be crushed. They must be removed. They must not be allowed to stay in the city of your soul. Because if you put up with the enemy's thoughts and the enemy's way of thinking, sooner or later it won't be long before you're acting out the thoughts that he's bringing to the city of your soul. And that's why he says that we've got weapons. He said the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And then he says, you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, there's some restoration taking place right now. There is some mind renewal happening right now, even as I'm speaking. I was a mess before I got born again. And I'll be honest with you, I was still a mess after I got born again. But then I heard the, the message. I heard the message of faith. And the message of faith turned this mess, hallelujah, into the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is available 
to whosoever will. A sound mind is available to whoever will put themselves in the process of transformation and mind renewal. Amen. Listen to this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way that you think. Do you need to change the way you think or are you already perfect? Changing the way that you think will change you. You and I can make the choice to what we allow to form us. By choosing what we think on. And God's words, they are transformational. God's words are transforming. And you and I have been given a book filled with God's thoughts. Hold up your Bible. Hold up your some of you have been holding your plate up all week. Come on, hold up your Bible. <laughs> Let's do some Holy Ghost calisthenics. Now wave it a little bit. 66 books of transformational thoughts. Somebody said, now, Pastor, wait a minute, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Anytime anybody says, wait a minute, I know I'm in for a religious jargon. Now, Pastor Mark, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and his ways are higher than our ways. Yes, if you're in the old covenant. But now we've been brought into the new covenant. You and I are now in Christ, and we're in the inner circle. As we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And he's made his word known to you, and he's given you the Holy Spirit to reveal his word to you so that you can tap into his ways and so that you can tap into his thoughts. Now, many of you know Joel Osteen. How many of you know Joel? Everyone smile. Joel's the smiling preacher. And he's an edifier. He's a blessing. And he preaches a good message. But I knew his daddy, John. And John Osteen was a little Baptist preacher that got filled with the Holy Ghost. I like those Baptist preachers that get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because they've already got the Word. But you add fire to the Word, watch it, watch watch out. But oh man, I, I remember sermons that John would preach. He'd preach a message called, How Strong Is Your Want To? Yeah. And he'd preach a lot about renewing the mind and things like that. But he would say this. He said, One thought from God will change your life forever. One thought from the Master can change you forever. You see, the plan of God for us is not for us to be flapping around like a turkey in the farmyard. How many of you know there's a lot of flappers around? Trying to accomplish things in their own strength. Flapping. But you and I, we're eagles. I said, we're eagles. And now there's something about the eagle. The eagle from his high perch 
He may flap a couple times, but that's all the flapping that eagle's going to do because he knows when to jump off the perch and flap a couple times, and then he spreads his wings. And then he soars into the wonderful, wonderful heavenlies. And he does so by catching the wind. See, too many Christians are flapping. You and I are called to soar. We're called to soar on wings of an eagle. You know what your wings are and my wings are? Our wings are our faith. It is our faith. And so as we catch the wind of the Holy Spirit who brings revelation into our lives through mind renewal and through fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. As we catch the wind of the Holy Spirit, our wings can embrace what God is saying to us. And you and I will be enabled to soar into 2016 with wings of an eagle. You and I will be able to go up higher and stronger. You and I are going to be able to see more than we've ever been able to see before. Because not only do we have wings of an eagle, but we've got eagle's eyes. You know, the eagle's eyes are magnified thousands of times greater than a human's eyes. And when you get into the kingdom of God and you get your mind renewed with the word of God, the eyes of your understanding become to be, begin to become enlightened. And you can be able to see what he sees. And you can be able to embrace what he's got for you. Oh, listen, friend. You talk about change. You talk about a new lease on life? Hallelujah. You know, when I was a little boy, I was a hellraiser. You can't imagine that. I raised hell, and if I hadn't gotten born again, I'd be in hell. But the nuns always used to look at me, and they always used to try to encourage me. And they said, now, Mr. Thomas, are you ready to turn over a new leaf? Couldn't they come up with a better illustration for a guy? Are you ready to turn over a new leaf? You know, when you get born again, you don't turn over a new leaf. You get translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. And so let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Embrace the word of the Lord. That he has for you. Amen? Amen? So we choose what we let form us by choosing what we think on. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. But let God remold your minds from within. Here's what I want you to do. With his help. Take your everyday your ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, and you're walking around life. Just take this and place it before him as an offering. Embracing what God has for you. Don't become so well adjusted to this culture around you that you even yield to it without even thinking. Instead, what we can do is we can fix our attention on him. And when we do, here's what will happen. 
we will be changed. We'll be changed from the inside out as we recognize what he wants from us and as we quickly respond to him. That's not like the world. That's not like the culture that we are involved in. But the culture that you and I are in now is kingdom culture. I said kingdom culture. His way of being, his way of doing, seeking first with pure hearts the kingdom of God with everything that we've got. Now here's why most people won't change. Number one is they're afraid to. They're simply afraid to change. They have the the fear of the unknown. They have what they call a comfort zone. Are you willing to let God trouble the water? Are you willing to allow your good, good father to say to you, son, daughter, lay that fear aside and embrace the changes that I'm directing for you in these days and these hours? Instead of resisting change, we should be embracing change. Instead of running away from change, we should be running toward change. You know, how many times does he say in the word of God, fear not? Fear not. Son, daughter, I'm with you. I'm not only directing you to make these changes, but I'm enabling you to make these changes. See, if he directed us without enabling us to do it, it would be impossible. But oh, he's not only the director, but he is also the enabler. And you know what our response should be to that? Is thank God, through Jesus Christ, I can do all things. Say this with me extremely strong today. I can and I will do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it. When you make these changes, you can expect his strength to come on you. I believe it. When you make these changes, you can expect to be turned into another man. You can expect to be turned into another woman. I mean, you can be changed so much by the grace of God and by the power of God that your friends can hardly believe it. You mean you're not going to go out and drink with us tonight? No. I've made some changes. You mean you're not going to take a little pull of this joint? You're not going to go down to the medical marijuana place with us? No. You see, I've been changed. I'm brand new on the inside. I don't do what I used to do because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not who I used to be. I'm now his and he is mine. Your friends won't recognize. They didn't recognize me once I got born again and started getting my mind renewed by the word of God. They said, who that? Who that? That looks like Mark, but I know it ain't Mark. That's right. It ain't the old Mark. It's the new Mark. It's the new man in Christ Jesus. And that's what can happen to you in every area of your life. I mean, you walk in 100 pounds lighter. Who that? 
You walk in to work on a Monday morning with a big old smile on your face. I mean, you walk in, the presence of God walks in with you. You light up the place. You used to be a bummer. You used to be a complainer, but you walk in and the glory of God walks in with you. They'll say, who that? And you'll be able to say, it him. Who glory to God. Instead of smoking three packs of cigarettes a day, or one pack of cigarettes a day, you don't smoke any cigarettes anymore. You don't even need the electric cigarette. <laughs> you walk into the 7-Eleven, you had not been there for a while, to go pick up a whatever, a Coca-Cola or some cereal or something like that, and they say, yeah, I know you want a carton of Marlboro, right? No, I don't smoke anymore. Who that? I'm telling you what, I'm smoke-free, I'm marijuana-free, I'm fat-free, I'm world-free, I've changed cultures, I've changed my way of thinking, I'm now a son of God, an heir of God. I'm doing the best I can to encourage you a little bit. Some of you need to help me just a little bit. Woo, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Woo. The new you changed. You go into Macy's, you got yourself about 10 or 15 things, you bring it up to the counter, and they say, Will that be which credit card are you going to use today, ma'am? I don't use credit no more. I got cash. You see, I've been changed, I've been rearranged. And they'll say, Who that? I tell you who that is. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost came on me and changed me. The word rearranged me. (laughs) I told you I wasn't going to meddle, but I just can't help it. You know why that is? Because some of you need some serious meddling right now. Ooh, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. Changed. You're a changed man. I'm a changed man. I'm not a perfect man. You're not a perfect person. But we are growing in Him. And we're becoming more like Him every day. It's not that we've never failed. And it's not that we won't fail in the future. But what we've learned is this. Is when we have failed... He picks us up, and we don't stay down. We get up, and we forget the things that are behind, and we start pressing toward the things that are ahead of us. Amen? Everyone shout, change. Change. Hallelujah. Restoration. Change begins with the way that you think. Embrace it. Don't be afraid of it. And then... Here's another reason why people absolutely refuse to change is because they are afraid to admit they need change because of it looking like they're a weak person. Oh, I, I can't make this change. I, I can't do this. What will they think? Other people's minds is no place for you to be. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they think. It's what he thinks and what he said, and it's how you think and what you say that matters. Well, I just 
well, I don't know. I, I, I'll, look like, I'll look like a weakling. Proud person. Proud. Full of pride. Full of pride. Huh? Pride is deadly. And pride, it goes before a fall. I'd rather admit that I need to change and that I need help to change than to go on living falsehood in front of people because I'm trying to impress them. I got news for you. They're not impressed. And they never will be impressed. So you might as well just lay that pride aside and say, look, I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God with an open and a contrite heart. And I'm going to look to him for help. Now listen very carefully. A proud person is not afraid to ask for help. And that's what the body of Christ is about. We need one another so that we can lift one another, so that we can help one another in some of those changes that we need to make. Say it with me. I will embrace change and not resist change. Now notice with me in 1 Peter chapter 5. Is this all right with you today? I've only been speaking 12 minutes, so we're good. I need to change that line, I'm telling you right now. 1 Peter chapter 5. Now, you sat there and watched Elf. You know, watch all that television. You can, you can hang with a few more minutes. 1 Peter chapter 5. He said in verse 6, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So here's what change involves. Change involves adding and subtracting things to and from your life. In order for change to happen in my life, I've discovered that I need to add some things and subtract some things from my life. Now, don't try to make a bunch of changes at once. Start out with some small changes. There's got to be a putting off and an adding to to experience change. Now, we were just down in, in Southern California, and little Lucy is born in April. She's about six or seven months old. And little Lucy is so sweet. I mean, she's sweet. She smiles, and, and she, I believe the first word she's going to say is, Papa. <laughs> I was teaching James's daughter, Eden, to say Papa. And I think she just about said it. If I'd have had one more day. Because she was sitting there, and she's a beautiful baby, and I was going, just real quietly, <laughs> Next thing I know, she'd go, 
And so this little sweet Lucy, I mean, such a sweet, sweet girl. Now, I'm telling you, and we have dance parties when we're down there. You know, we, we like to dance. Somebody says, in the Holy Ghost, if you want to believe that. <laughs> nothing dirty, nothing wrong. We just, you know, we just like to dance. Dancing's okay, just so you're dancing with the right partner. Does that work for you? Is that all right? And so sweet little Lucy, you know, we're, we're, we're dancing, and, and she doesn't walk yet, so Lindy's got to hold her, but her little feet are going poof. I'm telling she's got rhythm, the girl's got soul. <laughs> well, anyway, how many of you know that babies need diapers to be changed? Like on a regular basis? Now, I don't know that much about changing diapers because, frankly, I didn't do a lot. I can almost hear an amen from Southern California <laughs> coming up on the airwaves. But one thing I know for sure about changing a baby's diaper, you better take off the old. You better take off the old before you put on the new. Because if you don't take off the old and you put on the new before you take off the old, sooner or later the old is going to leak. And it's going to be stinky. That's where a lot of Christians are today. They have stinking thinking. Because even though they've got born again and they're new, they're holding on to their old. And in holding on to their old, sooner or later, folks, it's going to show up. And it is going to be a destructive thing in the person's life. So in closing, look at Ephesians chapter 4. Notice with me in verses 22 through 24. Look at your neighbor and say, take the old off, please. (laughs) Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 verse 22. Are you ready to read? Ready, read. That you put off concerning the former conversation... The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. There must be a putting off. There must be a laying aside. For there to be lasting changes in our lives. What do you say? We lay aside the weights. What do you say? We lay aside the old way of thinking. And we put on the mind of Christ. That we put fear away. And we make these kind of declarations. I have a sound mind. Now notice with me this verse of scripture in verse 23. It says, and be renewed. Where? In the spirit of your mind. 
I believe this, that the Holy Spirit can influence your mind. And when the Holy Spirit influences your mind, here's what takes place. Renewal and transformation. Now, when a person is not born again, there are other things that are influencing the non-born again man's mind. It can be fear. It can be darkness. It can be the things of this age. So if you're praying for people, that are not saved, and you want them to be saved? How many of you folks have folks you want to see saved? Every one of you, raise your hand. I said, how many folks want to see people saved? Every one of you have got your hands up. Now, what blinds their minds? It's the God and the influences of this age. So you that are born of God... And you that have your minds renewed, you can take your place of dominion and you can speak to those things that holds people's minds in bondage. And you can declare their freedom in the name of Jesus. Stand up, everybody. Come on. Glory to God. (coughs) Hallelujah. Now let's pray this prayer this morning together. Declare this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you. For complete and total transformation in my life. I choose life. I choose the changes that you're directing me to make. And I lean heavily on your grace and on your enablings. Holy Spirit, Spirit, help me me these coming days days to change. change. As I behold you you in the mirror mirror of the Word of God, God, I shall be changed changed. in ever-increasing splendor. And I declare this day that my future is bright and that my good, good father is taking me up. He's taking me higher. He's helping me to soar. And he's bringing us individually and he's bringing this church corporately into a higher place. And we declare that we are moving, that we are going from one degree of glory to glory. He's taking us up. And I give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Let us pray just with, for a few moments with me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for doing that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for revealing that to us. And for heaven's help in Jesus' name. Say with me, I'm not afraid to change. God's not given me a spirit of fear. But a power and love. And of a sound mind. Instead of resisting change. In this season of my life. I will embrace it. In Jesus' name. I humble myself. Under the mighty hand of God. 
And I thank you for exalting me and bringing me way up in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Let's thank him for it. Glory to God.